Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, as much has been made about Russell Westbrook potentially being moved, another Lakers guard feels like a potential candidate to, if he raises his uh, trade stock, potentially offer one route the Lakers could go down to move some of their talent from the backcourt into that wing area. Kendrick Nunn appears healthy. That's worth noting moving forward. One thing I found interesting as last night's game was coming to a close or as we got into the second half where LeBron didn't play and Anthony Davis didn't play and Russell Westbrook didn't play, uh, Damian Jones did play as as the second half got underway, but somebody out there was, was also interesting to me in Kendrick Nunn. This is somebody who didn't play at all last year. Um, obviously with the worst bruise in the history of, of, of skin being hit. Uh, but I, this is a, look, the Lakers were excited, ecstatic, really, to get him at the, at the number that they got him the offseason prior. Um, hilariously, they kept saying that you couldn't quite judge the Lakers' season until we saw what, what they would look like with, with Kendrick Nunn there uh, for way into the season last year. He is a very talented player. He is the kind of guy because he can shoot, because he can handle the ball, um, and because he's athletic enough to to be an okay defender. Uh, he is somebody who I would imagine teams might be somewhat interested in if he's healthy. The Lakers, obviously, um, to this point, have not been interested in including that second first-round pick um, in trade talks with the Indiana Pacers. And that hasn't that hasn't seemed to change. I would imagine conversations throughout training camp um, and throughout these preseason games are going to continue taking place uh, in, internally as the Lakers try to figure out what they do here, given ha- the numbers crunch that they have at the guard spots. But Kendrick Nunn is making five mil and some change. Um, that would get you as much as like a seven or eight million dollar player. If if it was just him going out in a deal, um, but if he is stacked with Russell Westbrook, um, and and or moved in a in a three team deal, that could mean that the Lakers could potentially either add pick uh, add add pick compensation along with him, so that when in that Russell Westbrook trade, if you do some kind of a three teamer, you send out Russ those two picks, Kendrick Nunn, and maybe a, a, a second rounder or something like that, and you get healed Turner and maybe a small forward, and that starts to make your roster make a little bit more sense. So I, I know this feels kind of tinfoily. I brought it up on, on Spaces earlier this afternoon, which the entire conversation you can find here on this very feed. Uh, I, I just I found it interesting that given that the Lakers said that they were going to be very cautious with Nunn, uh, that he was the only starter, uh, I guess, the, the, the one of two starters to play in that second half. And if you are trying to raise somebody's trade stock, um, and the, the best way to do it is to show that he's available, continuing to throw him out there, uh, even in a preseason game, is is one way to do so. And again, the talent has always been there with none. Um, I, I, have some concerns about him defensively. I don't think he would fetch the world for you. I don't even think he would change anything um, measurably if the Lakers included him instead of a first-round pick. Like, that's not going to happen in the Indiana trade. I, I Do I think that maybe they could include him, Russ, 
the 27 pick and maybe a couple of second rounders other instead of the two firsts, maybe possibly. Uh, but, but I do think he plays a very interesting role in the Lakers team building moving forward. Again, like I said on, on yesterday's lowdown, as we said on the spaces, as will be a conversation topic for the foreseeable future, the Lakers have way too many small guards. It's not even that they have like KCP size guys, right? I would, I would love to have somebody in KCP's size range, but, but no, it's, it's Dennis Schroeder and he's tiny. Uh, Patrick Beverly might play bigger than he is, but he's still small. Russell Westbrook is a bigger guard, um, but you know he if he's your, one of your taller backcourt players, like you don't have a shooting guard in that in that kind of range, that makes it tough. Austin Reeves is six four, but he's pretty f- thin. Still, Lonnie Walker is bigger and more athletic, uh, but has always I thought played smaller than his size and smaller than his athleticism should allow him to do so it's a very small group um and and then like i said a second ago kendrick nunn fits in there somewhere too it's a small group there's a lot of overlap with all of those skill sets whether it's russ whether it's none whether it's some somebody else from this group they're going to have to make a trade here uh that to to move the talent from point guard to shooting guard or preferably small forward and somebody who is a candidate sooner than the other guys that we could be talking about, um, they can't trade Patrick Beverly quite yet because they traded for him already. Unless, or I guess they can technically, but he can't be a part of a bigger deal um, or, or, or something like that. And then uh, the guys that they signed this offseason can't be moved until December. So Kendrick Nunn is uh, technically eligible to be moved right now. And uh, he could be moved with Russ. He could be moved in by uh, on his own in a separate move if the Lakers choose to do that. But if he is healthy, last year, basically, when the Lakers were trying to include him in, in trades, it, it was essentially like, hey, uh, here's an extra contract we have uh, because he wasn't healthy. This year, it seems like he is. And that might change some stuff. Maybe. Hopefully. Please? I also really quickly wanted to touch on the Lakers, uh, well, I guess Lakers fans booing at the end of that game. Uh, I do. I think it's it's the kind of thing I would have done necessarily, um, even being even at my most obnoxious um, when I was back as more of purely just a fan and less as somebody who has to do this a little bit more seriously now. Now I probably wouldn't boo in preseason game number one. Um, I, I probably my just myself, uh, that's not kind of how I would handle that there in that moment. But that said, I also don't hold it against anybody who did. Uh, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell people how to fan. If you felt frustrated enough because the Lakers are coming off of their most frustrating season in franchise history, um, and now are kicking off preseason with their ninth straight loss in that setting, and this time losing to a fairly bad Sacramento Kings team by 30. Uh, there are reasons for fans to be a little on edge here, a little anxious. And one way to unleash some of that anxiety and get it out of your system is to boo. I Booing is harmless. It's it's the universal way to, to tell whoever it is that you're rooting for that you don't like what is going on and there's no reason 
to be completely honest, to like what has gone on these last few years. Uh, the Lakers have fallen well short of expectations, whether that's because of expectations or because of just outright mistakes. And heading into this season, they are essentially starting the season by telling you, hey, the uh, the bar for what you should be expecting from this team is they're going to play hard. And that's not going to do it. The Lakers can't market themselves off of sheer exceptionalism. And they can't uh, carry themselves in this way where their shit doesn't stink. When the second half there of that first preseason game very clearly stunk. The last All of last season very clearly stunk. So if the Lakers are going to sit there and tell you that we are exceptional and what you are supposed to expect of us and essentially pay for, because again, it is more expensive to be a Lakers fan than any other team in the NBA. Uh, if if what those what the Lakers are telling you is uh, you are you are privileged enough to root for this team and you are we are we have been we have lived very fortunate lives as Lakers fans. Um, and, and as, as a result, those expectations are still going to be that high. And if the Lakers are going to market themselves that way and, and then try to slide by this last off season by saying, well, just this one time, uh, maybe we'll lower our expectations a little bit. It's like, no, it doesn't necessarily work that way. It, it, it in, in, in terms of, you know, logic and all of that. Yes. Uh, when the Lakers had Robert Sacre starting, my expectations for those seasons were in the tank because the Lakers were tanking. But now when you have LeBron and you have Anthony Davis and you have, you, you went out and hired, I would argue the top candidate on the market last year as your head coach. Uh, the expectations can't just be, well, gosh, darn it. This scrappy group was going to try hard. No, no, you got to do better than that. And those fans who booed at the end of, la- uh, I guess, a couple nights ago's game, uh, they're they're saying to the to to those listening, and there were people there, obviously from the Lakers organization, who heard those boos. Uh, they're there. Th- those fans are saying something's got to change here, and just swapping out head coaches isn't a sta- substantial enough change to make us feel good about the direction of this organization that we obviously care about on a very emotional and personal level. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. Make sure you guys check out the conversation I had um, with Aaron and and with some uh, listeners there uh, on Twitter. That was a fun one. Also check out the Alex's on Taco Tuesday talking about uh, some of the, the ESPN GM survey and the results there. Also their thoughts on that preseason opener as well. Um, And then, you know, we have another day off here and the Lakers are going to be in Vegas on Thursday for their next preseason game. Might have some fun stuff lined up for that one as well. Um, But until then, until I talk to you guys next, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.